welcome to Waveframe. Welcome back to the Waveframe Podcast. We have a special episode here today, continuation of The Phantom Menace. But before we get to the Attack of the Clones, uh, check out our Waveframe Instagram. It's at WaveframePod. There's a lot of cool art there. Luke does some music. My name <laughs> it's is... been a while. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Isaac. And my name is Luke. Uh, as Isaac mentioned, we are continuing uh, with our Star Wars prequels chats. And today we're talking about Attack of the Clones and returning with us from our last episode as well, which if you haven't taken a look at it, uh, go ahead and give that a listen right now. We have guest Alex Boomsma. It's Dr. Boomsma. Dr. Doctor Mr. Boomsma. I'm I'm super jazzed because like you were super hyped about Phantom Menace. Yeah, a little bit. Clone Wars was like probably I think the first Star Wars movie I watched. It was on a TV at a church. Attack of the Clones. Like it was on a TV when I was very young, and I just remember watching Attack of the Clones. That was the first Star Wars movie you ever saw. Saw like not all the way through, but gotcha. like this was like oh Star Wars. This is gotcha. A thing. I understand. Interesting. Very interesting. Really, really weird. Wow. So I don't even know which one. Mine was probably the original because that's what mm-hmm. like my family mm-hmm. loved so much. Mm-hmm. That is fascinating. I love that. Yeah. It, yeah. It was like a Christmas party at a church, and they there was like you know the the youth group room, and for some <laughs> reason Star Wars Episode Two is playing, and you know that or spend time with my family. So like yeah, I went and watched Star Wars. <laughs> that gross. If you could travel back in time, you'd be like, you have no idea what this means. <laughs> it's all downhill from here. <laughs> it sends you on a trajectory. I don't know if you want to go on <laughs> hours and hours of Wikipedia. I see. <laughs> yes, countless, I, I would. Countless I, contributions. Yeah. Wait, do you contribute to Wikipedia? No, no, oh, no, okay. no, no. I have. I, I think I made. I think I made impressive. one contribution in my life. What was it? I did. It was I edited the page for Ulick Caldroma, who was Ooh, is yes. legends now, and because it wasn't up to date with the information about him that was included in the game, the Clone Wars at okay. that time, which is a tank driving game, which is yeah. really really fun. Um, but there's a whole bunch of fun lore about him and the, the Sith Jedi war back in the day. So mm-hmm. I did make a, I just like edited a paragraph with an extra sentence or two. Nice. The worst thing about Wikipedia in my mind is BBY. I'm like, this mm-hmm. does just seems weird to me. Before like, the Battle of Yavin. Yeah, I don't know. Like, why do you need a arbitrary? It just, it just feels weird to me. I didn't get used to it. It makes Star Wars way more of like a historical thing instead of like a, fantasy mythical thing yeah I, I well i guess for me i always just viewed it as a way for them to like have like a chronological order totally. for things yeah, that isn't just sense. like ah, this happened at yes. some point in time <laughs> like when did the high republic end when did like that re- yeah. yeah you know yeah. bby is how they tell time for those of you listening it's like ad and bc for yes. us but what's the like after is it a b y or wait it what yeah. is it after that? I think, yeah. it, I think it is ABY. Okay. Would make sense. There you go. There we go. <laughs> after the Battle of Yavin. Yeah. Um, so Attack of the Clones, I think, is a, a marked upgrade from Phantom Menace. I think this is a very enjoyable movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've gone in so many different ways with this movie. It used to be like one of my favorites. 
and then I hated it with a burning passion. <laughs> and then I like to make fun of it, and now I really enjoy it and make fun of it. So I got the best of both worlds right now. <laughs> it's fantastic. My best life, it's a well-rounded. Right? Yes. How about you guys? Thoughts on the Attack of the Clones? I think, so like when I think of my growing up with this movie, I think of one time we were looking at the special features with my siblings, and I have a brother and a sister, and there were different, like there were three different ones when it was like, dive into the storylines, and there was like the action, and there was, oh, something else, and then there was like the love romance, yeah. and then I remember my sister wanted to watch the romance one, and I was like, I want to watch the action behind the scenes. Um, so I feel like this movie, you know, it really dives into the most heavy. You get a little bit of, you know, Leia has her romantic threads in in episode five, particularly, and then followed up with six. But this is I, the most romantic Star Wars movie. I think that that's a big part of it. Totally. You get... Um, I think the score continues to, you know, the scores just continue to get stronger yes. and across, across the, the stars. stars. I mean, it can't get more romantic than that. And that sells it. I think that um, uh, I, I also, when I was pondering leading up to this episode, I have, I think, a lot of thoughts about Hayden Christensen in this film. Yeah. And, of course, we hinted on, like, how his relationship with Obi-Wan, his characters, develops. But we can dive into that more. But I think that when I think about those things, I do think about the romance and its role in um, the saga, setting it up. Okay, what do you think about Hayden Christensen's performance? Right, so dig into it. I think you know he got a lot of hate from um, you know fans as the prequels sunk to uh, sad levels with popularity, and then people started to redeem it with being like, but like it wasn't his fault. It was the dialogue, and like look at where he is just not talking, yeah. and he is incredible. And I think that that really is demonstrated in episode three, and we're not there yet in our walkthroughs. That's where Hayden Christensen is his is born to be the character of Anakin. Is episode oh, three yeah. Anakin? Oh, yeah. Episode two Anakin. I think that, and I don't know if it's just because I don't like the character that I think it's not good, or if it's his performance that doesn't mm -hmm. capture me. I have trouble getting on board with his romantic portrayals, and not even the dialogue, but like. The moment where he's, you know, looking at Padme and Padme's don't like, look don't look at me, I'm uncomfortable. Like, it is like, yeah, may, so he's playing into what the dialogue is giving him, but it is just really weird. And I Creepy. don't like him romantically and his presence romantically outside of the dialogue as well. So I think that there are, there are those things that, you know, set him up and that he is not the best at. But, you know, with Shmi, his mom, that storyline where he goes mm -hmm. to try to save her when he, you know, as whiny as he gets with Padme in the basement of the Lars homestead, like... That's a great scene he's for got, him. Like, he's not crying, but he's got tears in exactly. his eyes. Exactly, and his, his lips are trembling, yeah. his wobbly jowls, yeah. and like, and it, it, it gets to the point where it's not just a little whiny like it is at other points in the movie, like, Obi-Wan's, he, he, he's, I'm powerful, you know? Yeah. But this actually, when he gets to that anger Obi -Wan's point. jealous. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's whiny. Don't love the whiny. Don't love the romantic. But when he gets pushed to the edge, which you see the start of in this film, which that also speaks, I think, to a really good progression of him going to the dark side. This film helps demonstrate that so well, and that's where he shines. Yeah. I, I can, I'm going to just keep playing off that rather than my own opinion. That's something that I liked with it, too, is... To be clear, this is your own opinion. Yeah. Though, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, but not like the overall opinion of the movie. Okay, gotcha. Yes. I like this better. Yeah. Um, with that to the dark side, because when, when we see him like back and forth, and I'm more powerful than Obi-Wan, that's kind of like, you know, he's in training, he's young, but then like with with his mother, that's like anchored to who he is as a person and that's like a huge flaw and like really really leads to the dark side like you said yeah. it's the jedi probably eventually would train him out of this i'm super powerful why are they holding me back that's just wisdom that comes with time but mm -hmm. 
his mother and in the next movie spoiler <laughs> Padme that's like a point like that he's anchored on and it's not something he can let go of it's yeah. a pivot point mm-hmm. and your pivot's pretty, 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 uh, pretty hard. hard. <laughs> and me and Boomsma watched this mm-hmm. together recently. Mm-hmm. And the times when we were most impressed with Hayden was when he was angry mm-hmm. and re- revengeful, mm-hmm. dare I say. We we were rewinded the scene yes. where it, it actually does like a swipe. It actually like, like a, a little wipe in. Yeah, like an acme, the end of like a Looney Tunes, yes. actually, yes. now that I think about yeah. it, like a circle to fade. Yeah. But he just hacks down a Tuscan Raider yeah, like, and he just look and I mean like the look in his eye is yeah. murderous. Yeah, we and watched that like three times. It was that's, awesome. Oh, that's great. Yeah. It was it was so good. I mean, the emotion that was behind it, because again, we hear that he's strong, he's powerful. I mean, he's a Jedi and yeah. you know, if let's say you were watching things from five four, five, six, then one, two He's just murdered a whole tribe of people yeah. relatively yeah. effortlessly. Not just the oh, men, the but women. the women and, and the, the children, children. Yeah. and their pets. And their pets. Let's not Don't forget, forget the about pets. the dogs. At least he's honest. <laughs> yes, you know, he's got that going for him. And at the risk of derailing us from this conversation, I just like tied to that scene is, I think, the coolest, best moment of this movie. Maybe one of my favorites of the whole prequel trilogy. I, think I know what you're talking but about. But Qui-Gon's voice. Oh, when yes. it, it shifts to, to Yoda <laughs> meditating and he can yeah. tell something's wrong. And you hear Qui-Gon's voice in yeah. distress as Anakin is murdering this village. And I just yeah. think that is straight it's, up the coolest thing in Star Wars. It's amazing. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the scene right before it where twin sons... He's on the coolest motorcycle the swoop ever. Swoop bike. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. And, and the music is blaring. John Williams. Duel of the Fates, I think, during that. Great. Night. Yeah. Yep. Amazing. It, that is, whenever there's sunsets in these movies, I'm like, oh, wait. There is some artistry to these movies. There's <laughs> I, some real craft here. I'd like to argue there's a lot of artistry. There is. It's no, just totally. lost in the terrible dialogue yes. <laughs> once in a while. There is a ton of artistry. <laughs> and you can tell that there was a whole team of people on each one of these movies working. Oh, yes. Yeah. And, and on that note, I guess, I'll bring it back to my opinion. Mm-hmm. This movie really kind of shows George Lucas's ability to build a universe. Mm-hmm. Because you see so many planets. You see Coruscant. You get mm-hmm. to see more of Naboo. You get to see Tatooine, but different parts of Tatooine. You get Geonosis, which... In one of the swipes, I actually forgot that it cuts from Tatooine to Geonosis, and it kind of looks it's the very same. confusing. I always thought that as a kid, but <laughs> I'm like, wait, where? Oh, yeah. oh there are bug people. Yeah. Wait, wait, there's bug people out there. Yeah. But like Coruscant, we see like the seedy underbelly that mm. like, oh, it isn't just the Jedi Temple, which is like this pristine, yeah. religious, high and mighty area. It's like, oh no, Dax's diner. It's literally a greasy space diner, which I would 100% eat at. Yeah, I was going to say, I'd Even love to go to a diner. Even after he lifts up his person. pants? <laughs> yeah. he, those aren't his cooking hands. Those yeah. are his, oh, yes, his right. pants hoisted hands. He's got four <laughs> hands for a reason. Can't afford a belt. <laughs> but yeah, it, this... The movie just does such a good job of showing like the whole galaxy and yeah. the interactions and some of the dysfunctions that come with it too. But we'll get into that more. Yeah. So do we want to walk from in the movie from the beginning and kind of talk through some of the scenes? I, and... I would love that because you mentioned the CD underbelly and a lot of people have problems with like the actual way they try to kill Padme. So I think it'd be <laughs> cool to start off from the beginning. Uh, it starts off with eye patch guy, whatever his name is. Um, uh, 
It's Captain Typho. Typho. Captain Typho. He's like, Captain Typho. there actually wasn't any danger yeah. at all. <laughs> yeah. We are awesome. And then they blow up. Yeah. And actually, if I could pull us back, it starts with, I was pointing this out as we left our Phantom Menace episode, but okay. uh, the Naboo starfighters that accompany the main starship in the scene mm-hmm. are not N1 starfighters as in episode one, but they are Bravo and one uh, starfighters, uh, which yeah. look almost identical, but they are heavily armored because go. they learned their lesson from the first one. That's great. <laughs> not enough as it turns out, though. Because, uh, so, uh, was it Zam Wesley? Zam Wessel. Zam Wessel, the, uh, the changeling. Yeah. Which exists, which I like. We, we're seeing a yeah. new species. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, that is cool. Blows up but the... But Padme feels bad because she survives and her mm-hmm. decoy doesn't. And then the, the a huge thrust of the movie is all the concern about, oh crap, who's trying to uh, mm-hmm. kill Padme? Who's trying to assassinate her? It's a nice intrigue. Is it... Is this a part of the assassination on the the, the senator? You know all that stuff, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, and it's like okay, um, and that's the why behind Anakin and Padme going to Naboo, mm-hmm. which doesn't make a ton of sense, but <laughs> you know, it love story happens because of it, um, and we get to see uh, in one of the first scenes after the assassination, we get to see um, Chancellor Palpatine be more of a even more of a politician and really work mm-hmm. things to his favor. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of manipulation you hear right there. And, you know, once you see the movies and obviously hopefully know who Palpatine actually is, Sheev is what yeah. I'm getting at. <laughs> but <laughs> it's kind of hard to watch and be like, wow, you're, you really are kind of a dirtbag. Like, you're trying to kill her the entire time. At what point in the saga do you think that the audience is supposed to know that Palpatine is evil definitely by the end of this movie yeah, because 100%. I mean you see him but I feel like in episode one you could piece mm-hmm. two and two yeah. together they don't show much above the I mean, because there's never depends. a big reveal my mom or my dad watching you know what I mean because <laughs> like, that's totally different like there's never a climactic reveal everybody no. by the time he tells Anakin everybody knows totally. that he is evil yeah. so I think it's I think it's really interesting it's, it's almost anticlimactic in a way but you know, it's in that way, whether intentional or not, it is refreshing as a viewer to not have a, maybe a big twist. It's just like, oh, it's just yeah. slowly building in the murkiness. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think of the uh, the politics in this movie? Because there's a lot of it that starts it off and stuff like that. I'm here for it. I have no problem with the politics in Star Wars in general. I'm a huge apologist, and I <laughs> I have to view Star Wars as like a collection instead of individual pieces, except yeah. for... The, the sequel trilogy they're awful and should be banned but anyway i i love the politics because episodes four five and six the original trilogy all of them are more personal based and i mean it's a small movie like you see the galaxy but it's never much more than a few people and yeah there's a war going on but it's really you know the luke han leia show so yeah. to speak. and a lot of that comes across visually yeah yeah whereas i felt the prequel twi- trilogy Sorry, I don't know that word. Prequel, twilogy, twilogy. Pulling out my inner Gungan, but um, I really think you you get to explore the galaxy and see like what you know. The whole point is what led to the Empire, and you're seeing politics and like they reference the fact that Newt Gunray, who just straight up invaded Naboo and apparently set up concentration camps <laughs> not very clear but they mentioned catastrophic death toll and camps so you know two and two <laughs> but he's yeah there's like the court hasn't even like 
done anything to mm-hmm. him. He's still basically free and still the viceroy. He's still doing everything he was doing before. And like you start to see the pieces of why the Republic is like this rotten shell of a government. Mm-hmm. And I love that. And I'm here for it. And I love like the machinations of Sidious as he works through and just starts using all those pieces to move power to himself. Which we see in this movie, thanks to Jar Jar. <laughs> <laughs> the fall of the West. Mm-hmm. One of our favorite lines from Jar Jar in this movie is when he sees Anakin for the first time and he says, Misa busted with happiness <laughs> to see you, Anakin. <laughs> the for... fact that he put Jar Jar back in this movie is a great oh. thing. It shows he's got some steel. <laughs> George Lucas has oh. got steel. He hadn't sold enough toys yet. So. <laughs> So the we get the assassinate the first initial blow up assassination attempt the work of Jango Fett, um, and then you get Anakin and Obi Wan for the first time as adults, yeah. Yeah. and that I'd say, you know, we talked about the chemistry between them, and that's a, a pivotal part of why some people love these movies, and yeah. um, I think there's a lot more of it to be had in Episode Three, but this first opening scene is very quality at setting it up for success and kind of setting right away what their relationship is at its best. It's very playful, it's very uh, like familiar, and like you trust that they know each other and work well as a team yeah. and have a rapport. And you see that come back when Anakin's coming to rescue them, <laughs> and Obi-Wan's like, good job. Yeah. Uh, Great job. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm super happy they have that elevator scene. I feel like it added a lot. That's one of my favorite scenes in the movie, even though it's so brief. Um, and it sets up that Anakin is totally super... Uh, older <laughs> he's older which is weird but also you know that's that's what it is but even obi-wan looks older oh I mean, yeah he no. went from being it's amazing yeah it looks great i'm gonna say <laughs> yeah give a man it's, a mullet and a beard adds 20 years it's just fantastic <laughs> yeah i think they did a great job aging them up uh and then we get the meeting of annie and little annie yeah oh yeah that scene is hard to watch. I think Just, that's the weakest point of this movie is like the, the Anakin and Padme rapport. Mm. Yeah. Like when she's laughing, it's like, oh, you're doing a good job at acting, but it's not. The music helps a lot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the scenery helps somewhat. The plot doesn't help yeah. me, except maybe when they're right before the death. But I feel like that's that bogs this movie down. Yeah. And the thing, I guess that also bothered me a little bit too, is how just kind of chill Obi-Wan is where repeatedly Anakin's just like thirsting after <laughs> Padme. Like, and it's Obi-Wan not subtle. Let's them be at, alone yeah. at all. It's, it's like I can sense everything in that room. Or the thing is like, yeah, she covered the cameras. She must not have liked me watching her. Yes, and it's like creeper whoa. energy. <laughs> also, also, Obi-Wan gets uh, usurped by Anakin a lot. Anakin will override him often. And Obi-Wan, his way of dealing with that is just calling him my young Padawan yeah. all the time. <laughs> super demeaning. I'd say it's even more than that. He always adds like an extra adjective like my very young Padawan <laughs> learner. Like, right in front of Padme. It's like, wow. Yeah. So we, we get that more father. Obi-Wan trying to be a father figure, which isn't maybe his natural bent. And to Jordan's credit, what he was saying, I if I remember last week, he isn't here with us now. But we do see also... He's here with us some, now. He's just not <laughs> 
spirit. Hey, Jordan, what's up? Hey, Jordan. You do see a little bit of impulsivity that seems out of character for Obi-Wan when he launches himself through yes, a window yes, after a droid. Yes, that should have been Anakin. Yeah, yeah. It totally should have been Anakin. That's so good. But everyone, when we were watching that, we were like, it would have been great if Anakin had done that. It would be even better because later Anakin jumps out of the speeder. How great would it be? Dives out the window, which is impressive in and of yeah. itself. Like yeah. That's like a thousand story skyscraper and he just yeets himself out the window <laughs> with no lightsaber to cut it but all right and then later like he's getting chastised you know anakin jumps out and be like that'd be great if you just did it again and obi-wan had this moment of like oh for shit's that. yeah um and also the way they tried to kill her is super convoluted the okay. bugs like I don't know, no, but it is. I mean, it does. With intrigue being the premise of this story that it's built on, you do get a very convoluted path that they have to follow. But why didn't the droid yeah. just cut a hole and they fire a saber dart through there? <laughs> yeah, or just one gun. That, the, the bugs. The, the, the bugs. I I will agree. The, <laughs> the bugs are unnecessary. <laughs> unnecessary bugs. But I'm okay with the delineation of Dooku hires Jango hires Zam, who sends a droid. Like I think what that if it was Dooku makes outside sense. Outside a window, yeah. <laughs> just. And just, just <laughs> sticks his lightsaber through like Anakin tries to on the speeder. Just puts some yeah. fingers through, shoots yeah. a little lightning. <laughs> yeah, just can't but get the whole hand. As through. we know, he was once a Jedi, and he would not assassinate anybody. Clearly not. <laughs> not the cons of Sereno. Thank you, Master Windu. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Incorrect. Oh, uh, sometimes I zone out on those little comments that Mace Windu has. I'm just like, I'm not, I'm not listening. What am, I don't, point. I don't love it when people put alternate dialogue in for films like with memes or whatever. But one of the funniest ones that I do see that flips it out is when he's like, "We're keepers of the peace, not soldiers." And Valpy says, "Didn't you cut a guy's head off?" <laughs> and he's like, "Peacefully." <laughs> That just, was yeah. under extenuating yeah. circumstances. <laughs> uh, so we get we get the chase, which I really love the chase mm -hmm. scene of Zam oh, West. Very good. This... So cool. I think it's cool they assume it's a he and then it's not. I don't know. It's kind of fun. It's like you didn't need to add that. And the noises are amazing. Very good sound design. Every yes. single Star Wars movie sound designs are so good. Like yes. it doesn't make sense why all the speeders have different sounds. Yeah. In the same way, Pod racers all had different well, sounds. Well, cars have different sounds, I would argue, but not not as different as speeders. Yeah, that, what's, I agree, that's what makes but, it. Fun. Oh no, the Rocket League customization options give you quite a few different sounds. Leave, for <laughs> leave. <laughs> Great. <laughs> that's what George Lucas was thinking. About. Yeah, he's like, I'm Rocket League. Yes, yes. He's a visionary. Yeah. So yeah, but the, the chase is great, and then the crash subsequently, as mentioned, we get to see the changeling. Mm. Well, not the changeling. What do you want to call that area? The nightclub? The, the underbelly of yes. Coruscant. Party, we get party to see town? That, the blue light district. Yeah, we find <laughs> out that cigarettes are just called death sticks, apparently. Or hey, does it literally kill anything. you? I, I know the answer to this, and I, I forget. So I'm going to Google it while we move on. Yeah. Also, Obi-Wan likes his drinks. Fantastic. I love it. I mean, he doesn't go overboard, though. No, but I do love the kind of homage to mm -hmm. um, episode four when mm -hmm. he cuts the hand off. Oh, yeah. Uh, Big fan. Yeah. It's like poetry. Oh, it's, it it's, rhymes. It's, it's perfect. <laughs> yeah. They then haul the guy outside and he gets shot by Jango Fett, who flies Me, off. And she. She. Well, look. Yeah, it's a, a galaxy changeling. far, far away. It's a changeling. <laughs> whatever it wants. 
Yeah. And we that get to see me out when I, I was a kid. I was like, why is this woman turning into a demon frog? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, appropriate. I, um, Google does clarify uh, that they are simply highly addictive illicit drugs delivered inside so. luminescent sticks and is a favorite among desperate addicts and foolish thrill seekers. Wow. So maybe it's more comparable to like heroin than cigarettes. But isn't that what spice is? Because isn't spice kind of implied to be like we have a lot of that different is also drugs a, it's a hallucinogenic hallucinogenic drug. Yes. Yeah, maybe that's what all the Jedi do. They're not actually that powerful. <laughs> I mean, but... why do you think he walked up to a Jedi? <laughs> Valid. It's like I know my market <laughs> exactly. So, so Django blasts Zam. See ya. Yep. Um, and then they're like, well, what do we do? We got this dart. They mm -hmm. send off, the council decides to send Anakin off with Padme. Yeah. Very smart. But the dark side shrouds all wisdom. It's true. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Blame the dark side. Yeah. Too much that, death sticks. That wasn't my decision. That was the dark side. <laughs> Remember a Padawan who's a horn dog for that senator? Let's put him alone on a romantic planet exactly. in an island. Exactly. Also in a field where they'll just roll around. With weird cows. With 11 different Thick cows. revealing Thick dresses. Cows. Yeah. 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 We'll talk about that later. I have... I have yeah, okay. We'll come back to this. Remind me, I have something to say about that. Uh, anyway... Um, and then Obi-Wan gets Detective Man Quest. So Detective Man He goes, quest. he's doing his thing. Jocasta New is really arrogant and says, if it's not in our records, it doesn't exist. Yes. And walks away. Walks away. Um, yeah. Which is, you get um, in that scene is very cool because you get the... She looks um, like Aunt May, by the way. She, mm -hmm. oh, from the original yeah. Season, You're absolutely right. Um, you get the, the busts, the heads that are in the archives are the Lost 20, which are the 20 Jedi Masters to have left the Order, and Dooku is one of Wait, them. Wait, you see that on yeah. screen? Mm -hmm. yeah. yep. How have I that's, missed that? That's when it, when it, it cuts to the scene, Obi-Wan is looking at the head of Dooku. I'm so stupid. I think Jocasta New makes a comment, but like, doesn't she make a passing comment about it? There's a deleted scene I know that goes into more detail. I, I think there's also a novelization that I'm thinking of where they address it. That right. is the coolest thing of watching this That's movie when you're an adult. You're like, Count Dooku has layers. He's not just a one-dimensional character. He's, and it's great how they said that. And, and I think that there's really... This movie is one, I think, even the most intentional for small details like that. And things like... The battle droids, you find out they're made by Geonosians, and they look like a Geonosian skeleton. Mm. Like, that's cool, you know? Yeah. Like, they make that work with those little things that connect it. It works well. Definitely. Uh, so then we get the classic line, because they have to talk to the little kids about why this thing doesn't <laughs> exist. And the kid says... Because someone deleted it from the archive. Archive memory. The archive memory. Master? <laughs> like, I can't wait till Anakin murks you next movie. <laughs> Bullying's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so then it, we get a really cool scene where the stars are holograms. Mm -hmm. And that was before Iron Man did it every other five minutes. <laughs> so it's awesome how they blur that out. So the stars close to you are blurrier and the stars further away are not. Very nice. And then you get to see Obi-Wan point to a spot saying it should be right there, which is really awesome. And it's your first time you see young Padawans. Mm -hmm. That wasn't just Anakin at the end of the last movie. Younglings, they're not Padawans yet. <laughs> Isaac, please use the proper terminology. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and... They're all just doing what Luke did when he was like 18, yeah. <laughs> which is kind of funny. Except Yoda wasn't in a backpack, but yeah, <laughs> similar concept. No, I'm saying when Ben Kenobi shows oh, yeah. him how to like, yeah. The training bot. Yes, yeah. yes. 
Yeah. Um, but so, I, I like that scene, and then it brings him over to Camino. Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. So he finds Camino, um, and then we get some really weird stuff that I think this movie, it's really interesting how it approaches Sifo-Dyas and the yeah. creation of the clone army. Yeah. It's answers that the trilogy does not answer, and yeah. the Jedi, like, in the Probably. movie, never, like, figure out. And, you know, I think maybe kind I'm partial to a lot of bias. It is frustrating, but also... I'm okay with it. Like, I'm okay that they don't get to the bottom of everything. And you, s the Clone Wars has multiple arcs that yeah. touch on the... And, like, Plo Koon goes to investigate sifo and you find out that um, uh, the Spice Runners, that those people... I can't think of their gang name. The Pikes. The Pikes, thank you. Um, they were the ones that killed him with a sanctioned hit. They were hitmen for Sidious to kill him. Mm -hmm. um, but... Um, and they co-opted it, and, like... I disagree. I'm annoyed they don't explain mm. it in the movies or even the TV show. Just because you can't throw out something that big. What is it? What's that um, movie term? Charkov's gun? Oh, uh, yeah. Chekhov's gun. Yeah. Check off the gun. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, when you put a gun in the beginning of a movie, you want it to fire at the end of the movie. Hmm. You're yeah. like setting something up. And if you don't have that payoff, people are like, why did you even put that in there? It annoyed me in that sense. I kind of like how it ended up because sifo had all these visions. Sorry, probably expanded universe now, but maybe still canon. He made the army because he was having these visions that got him kicked off the council of like, hey, we need an army, like now, because there's going to be a problem. Sidious and Dooku find out and they're like, that sounds like fun. <laughs> so they like take it from him, but still like Darth Tyrannus found me on the moon of something with a G. Bogdan. Bogdan, thank you. And they basically co-opt the army. And in the expanded universe, the Jedi kind of figure that out. But then they're like, we can't really tell the galaxy that we ordered an army using Republic credits with no <laughs> one's permission. So where did the funding come from? <laughs> and, and I kind of like the, the lottery fact, system. <laughs> I like the level of like, you know, forced in my mind complexity of, yeah, Sidious was like, sweet, I got my army. And if you guys talk about it, you're going to get in trouble for it. Like, crap. So they kind of have to play along with it. But not touched at all in the movies so it's just yeah. Sifo-Dyas existed and my problem with it is a lot of people in Star Wars have multiple names so like mm -hmm. Count Dooku is also Lord Tyrannus mm -hmm. so I always thought that Sifo-Dyas was like a, a moniker for Count Dooku as a kid I thought the same thing yeah. or I thought that Sifo-Dyas was Qui-Gon yeah. at, at different yeah, points totally. yeah and my brain I was like whatever I don't really understand this but yeah, there is an episode in the Clone Wars where you get to see Sifo-Dyas as like a Yoda vision or something, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I do like that it's a wild card for the whole war. Like, it's a fun reveal at the end when Yoda comes in with all the clones. But, so I'm not mad. The design of Kamino, love it. Love yeah. it. Yeah. I like rain. And the big neck people. <laughs> the big neck people. The white giraffe. Don Wee. <laughs> Don Wee and La Masseu. Yeah. Obi-Wan just rolling with the punches. Yep. It's like, that's why I'm here. <laughs> like, like, you didn't just drop a bomb that I have an army in my name. Like, oh, yeah. Cool. And they just welcomed any Jedi whatsoever. <laughs> oh, yes. Where are the background checks on these guys? Yeah, and I, send, I said to Alex, like, they didn't send an email yeah. to the Jedi, like, hey, we're almost ready. An invoice? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, they say it's been like 10 years yeah, since so. the order was placed. No one on Camino was like, you know, are we going to get paid? Are we, yeah. doing this? Are we like, get paid? Yeah, it's like, what, what's going on Not here? Not very good program coordination on their end. But the design of the planet is amazing. Um, uh, 
The fight. The fight Fight's is amazing. Yeah. Overlooking the young clones just looks so good. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I know, like normally you're like, oh, you don't want CGI's looking all the same. Well done, George Lucas. You made them clones who all look the same. You probably saved millions on CGI budget. Yeah. And you gave that guy a career for the rest of his life. Oh, Who's the Tam Tamara Morrison? Is that his name? Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's uh, he's been making bank off Star Wars forever. <laughs> you you want to be a clone in a fantasy yeah. series? <laughs> this is not because of the book of Boba Fett. I have always liked Jango Fett so much more than Boba because mm. he's so much more clean and oh, professional. Yeah. Looks pretty good. Yeah. Looks pretty good. Just love the blue. That's silver why I liked armor. Boba Fett better until the series. You like it like, dirty? Nah, I like him dirty. Mm. Usually, dirty characters are the best characters. <laughs> So, I mean that physically. Yeah. <laughs> so a couple more points on Obi-Wan before they meet back up with Anakin. So asteroid scene, I would say, oh, right yeah. up there with maybe like the chase scene in terms yeah. of like really cool stuff. Definitely. Sound design of the sonic charges, absolutely yes. fantastic. Amazing. You get to see Obi-Wan, even though he doesn't like flying, he does some fancy work and yep. he also is able to outsmart them, which is very fun to see Obi-Wan be smart. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, he so, did that Han Solo maneuver. And yeah, well, and... Theoretically, or I think, you know, it's not fully confirmed, but George Lucas is like, oh yeah, Boba knew to look for the Millennium Falcon in the trash because he had like learned from that experience that they can cling on to things and I'll hide that way. So I'll I'm, take I'm it. here Good for enough. it. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're all just like, at this point, great. Feed <laughs> <laughs> me, me the links. Uh -huh. um, yeah. Yeah. And his ship is awesome in this. Yeah, Delta absolutely. Seven. Yep, those are my favorite. I like them more than the episode three interceptors. I like personally. the episode three interceptors the best, but the ships—it's like a triangle. It's life. so cool, and you have to have that circle thing, which I don't know why, but it makes it amazing. The hyperspace ring, yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. So wasn't, wasn't equipped with. It. And the colors are great, and I'm glad he doesn't. He have similar colors mm -hmm. for his ship. That's so mm -hmm. cool. And it's like maroonish. Yeah. yeah. Well, the maroon color is just standard across the board for the Delta I, I'm Seven. just saying, like, uh, Anakin has yellow, mm -hmm. and like Obi Wan still has maroon. So mm -hmm. in the next movie, um, yeah. And so Anakin's still like wrestling with his feelings for mm -hmm. Padme. By this point, he's really, really sad about his mother because he's having visions, and he's rightfully upset that the Jedi didn't free his slave mother. <laughs> it um, seems like they could, could have done that. Yeah, well, there's a line in that in The Phantom Menace where they're like, yeah, we don't have enough money <laughs> or something <laughs> like that. I think so. I think Qui-Gon makes some line about how I don't he, think I don't think they ever address it. I think they do. Uh, I thought it was more no pod race is worth two slaves or something like that. Oh, I know okay. what you're talking about. I think there Which is Joy and I line. did the math and it totally would be worth two <laughs> slaves. <laughs> We compared it to an F1 car, and an F1 car with the cost of of a slave in American history, the and with inflation adjusted, it definitely would cover more than two slaves. Yeah, but you have to think about yeah, Tatooine. Yeah. I don't think historical American society translates to the complexity of Tatooine's economic system under the huts. So, uh, all right, all right, all right. Also, an F1 that's like primitive technology at that point. That's like so a pod should even be worth more. I don't know, man. I'm just saying. <laughs> feel like we had to jump some gaps to get where you got. They were in the Great Depression era during maybe the Phantom Menace. Maybe I don't know. Human don't capital. Um, um, but yeah. So go ahead, Booms. Huh? Oh no, I, I'm just gonna get us back on track. Yeah, I was too. <laughs> so now we have Anakin in love with Padme, frustrated because she's like, she kiss is okay with the kiss. 
who kisses who. I don't really know. They both lean in. He goes for the back touch, <laughs> which always works. <laughs> back touch on a dress. Drive through. No back. <laughs> so this is what I was going to say earlier is that I, in their scene when she kind of tries to give him the, the no of like, this is a bad idea. And he's like, I'm wrestling with this. And she is too. Um, you know, she is wearing a dress that highlights her cleavage in particular. And I have a visual dictionary that I was showing to my girlfriend Camila um, the other day. And it has just a picture of her in that in it. And I'm like, this dress, like she wears it to break up with Anakin. And like, it's lame <laughs> because of that. Yeah. And she, my Camila's like, it's not that like cleavagey. And I'm like, you just need to see the movie. <laughs> yeah. The scene makes, uh, also they're like, by a fire it's very romantic the energy oh, is yeah. there yeah sitting on the same love seat couch together <laughs> like all right it what seems were you expecting to happen suspect here? definitely there's, um, a, there's a very funny meme about that too where it's like oh this angsty jedi boy who never talks to women and is totally into me we're gonna be together alone by a fire what should i wear <laughs> <laughs> oh yes which of course we don't mean to suggest that a woman's choice of clothing has uh impact on the man's actions and accountability but you know maybe not the best thing to wear to a breakup <laughs> goodness no <laughs> if you're trying to make it harder point. on him that you can do it so the way he wins her over is by slaughtering a bunch of desert people <laughs> Um, because of his mother, his mother's enslaved by them. Everybody loves a mama's boy. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but that's honestly one of the best, like, ways you can see Anakin's emotion is how how angry he is, and I don't think he should have slaughtered all those people, but it <laughs> it definitely makes me understand. Oh yeah, this guy later is Darth Vader. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not on board with the genocide, but it makes sense for his character development. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, necessarily condone this activity but you know um and then they bury his mother and yeah. he gets to reconnect a little bit with people we'll see mm -hmm. in the next movie yeah. and then in star wars a fun fact about i don't know if you knew this about clegg lars who loses his leg um we see him lost his leg but we don't know that originally how and in the novelization and lars is his mother's now husband Yes. yes yes um so anakin's stepdad technically yeah, technically um and <clears throat> the he lost his leg because he got all the villagers or like the other farmers in the area to go after him on speeder bikes go after, um, go after the, the Tuscan Raiders yeah. right after they abducted Shmi and the Tuscans what they did is they um, put pretty much a, like a choke line in the middle of a pass and then all the villagers just went on their speeder bikes and all of a sudden Clegg, Clegg is in the back and he just starts seeing heads coming off of bodies oh, as gosh. they're going into this line and he gosh. tries to jump over it uh -huh. So he gets off his bike and tries to jump over it, and that's how he loses his leg because he doesn't quite clear it. Um, and then all the farmers are dead pretty much in the area, it's and they're a screwed. Sad, sad, sad. Story. Very sad. The expanded universe is brutal. <laughs> There's some brutal. real dark yeah. stuff yeah. out there. They should yeah. really put it in the movies. There needs to be visuals for this. Expand on the youngling scene. It's episode three. It's what I'm saying. We get the uh, the reintroduction of C-3PO, reunited with R2-D2, the classic pairing. He's not naked anymore. Love yeah. it. Love yep. to see it. Just a dirty boy. Just a dirty boy. Mm -hmm. You love dirty boys, Isaac. <laughs> Needs an oil bag. Dirty C-3PO, better than clean C-3PO? Better than... Uh, I like dirty gold C-3PO. That's my favorite. And definitely better than red arm C-3PO. <laughs> Look at my friends for one last time. Oh, didn't matter. All right, anyway, we're on episode two. <laughs> We've got a ways to go. Uh, and so Obi-Wan is trying to c communicate with the council and also Anakin. Mm -hmm. And he's confused why Anakin's on Tatooine. He's mad at Anakin. Uh, and... 
He spies on Wat Tambor making yeah. all sorts of fun sounds. Yeah. Techno Union. Very fun. Best part of the movie. <laughs> it kind of um, is. Banking clan yeah. is there. The banking clan. Yeah. So then the you get the very, you know, you get the introduction of Tyrannus, Count Dooku. And it's yeah. Christopher Lee who, you know, mm. tough to find a higher caliber of actor out True. there. True. And for being someone who you, you're coming off of Maul, I think it's interesting because you have Maul who's physically very menacing. Yep. You know, he can't be more menacing than that. And then you have a normal human is following up as the villain. The first Star Wars villain that isn't disfigured or covered or yeah. horrific in some way. He's quite regal. He's quite regal. The signature look of superiority that is also in the visual dictionary. He's just standing there. The Count of Serrano. Yeah. <laughs> and you uh, you get to know him. and he. But the thing is he holds his own. At least he does to me because of his performance and because of his, his superiority and his mm. voice. And I think not a lot of actors could have pulled that off. And I think think that he's the if you're going to have someone like that he was an incredible casting choice to have as Count Dooku something I really love about the Jedi lore is that they know each other so well especially if they were once a master of somebody who's now a master and was mm-hmm. a Padawan so I love that scene where he's talking to Obi-Wan and says like I was Qui-Gon's master mm-hmm. and he talks about I always thought that Qui-Gon being this gray Jedi, like not fully like by the book good, not fully awful Sith. He's kind of this person who's a bit of a rogue. I always thought that was like in the expanded universe, but this conversation, uh, Count Dooku's like, yeah, he might have joined up with me. Like I knew him <laughs> as good as, as well as you did at a different time than you. So that conversation was awesome to hear. And I thought Obi-Wan was tested a lot yeah, in that too definitely it's a great point thanks so. <laughs> so that was really cool and it made Count Dooku's character way better to me because he was pretty bland when I was a kid I was mm-hmm. like whatever he, he's not he's not that he's great. a good emotional foil yeah and now I like him a lot and uh, yeah he, he kind of asks Obi-Wan to join him to kill the Sith mm-hmm. and for me I, my question there is like is he serious or is this just a way for him to ruin Obi-Wan? I kind of feel like he might be serious about that, right? I see it as manipulation. Okay. I think, and, and that's the thing, you have bits of, you know, you see how the Republic is broken and that's where you're like, okay, I get it, Separatists. Like, there are things that are not good about this system. And of course, they're taking that to an extreme and, and the Sith are using that to exploit the conflict. But, you know, there is, I think, some truth in that he does maybe think that he's doing the right thing. He's not simply about just power and amassing it. But he is, I think, manipulating. He, he has no intention of overthrowing the Sith, I, is my interpretation of it. I mean, in, in like, the lore, we talked about this when we watched a movie. Sorry. Somebody again. should play a drinking game. With, <laughs> in the lore. In the lore. <laughs> in the legends. Like, because, you know, when you see Maul, you see Sidious, you see Vader for a little bit, their eyes are, like, yellow. Mm-hmm. At no point does Dooku actually have mm-hmm. yellow eyes. Those are always normal. And the whole lore thing was he never actually just gave into the dark side. It was a means to an end. And he viewed the corruption of the Republic as a legitimate problem. And the Jedi were part of that problem. Yeah. And, like, there's a whole explanation. Like, he literally thought Sidious wanted that as well. Which is why he thought the Sith weren't that bad and worked with them and became mm-hmm. them. So I, I think he was being serious because he actually views the Republic as this corrupt, broken, ugh, awful problem that needs to be solved. 
Yeah, because he yeah. didn't leave the order just to become a Sith. He left the order because he was just sick of it, you know. And then ultimately, you know, yeah. got maybe hoodwinked. Then is what you're saying. I, I like that. I can get on board with it. Kudos. Um, <laughs> for leaving. Yeah. We like somebody who leaves for a good reason. Yeah. Well, also his family, as I've mentioned, from Serrano, he's the count. He also is like a trillionaire. He's loaded. Like he's un- really? unreasonably wealthy. That's so like why he, he didn't just leave. Like Anakin <laughs> would go back to Tatooine. I guess <laughs> he left and went to like. Well, the Bahamas, the Jeff just Bezos. like the best possible life. Yeah, he is a little bit. He's the Jeff Bezos of Star Wars. That makes him way more hateful. Yeah. 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 Now I hate him. Yeah. One more point, I think, in and this is getting a little bit ahead to Episode Three, but you know, and, and it is in in the novelizations, you get more of this. But Dooku truly did think that he was like the end goal and end product. Like when Palpatine says "kill him" to Anakin, in the next like movie. yeah, you see, like Dooku's like, "Hold up, <laughs> wait, this wait, this was wait. not part of the plan." Like I'm okay with yeah. my hands being cut off. This so, is yeah. literally manipulated. Him uh-huh. to, in the so whole he's thing. just a he's just a pawn as well. Yeah, oh, I love that chapter in the novelization. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, go ahead. So anyway, sorry, we keep it rolling. I can yep. talk about why I love that. <laughs> Do you want to go to the arena scenes? Because that's sorry. the next thing yeah, of important. Oh, Anakin yeah. and Padme give a big smoochy smooch, yep. and, and they're like, "We're in it. We're gonna the die." Stars play, yeah. which plays. is so good. Yes. And I like, and at this point, like before we heard it, and Isaac, you made a comment when we watched it, like the kiss on Naboo. There's like the Star Wars record scratch. <laughs> yeah, stops. Very yes. good. Yes. Whereas here, like, no, nah, it swells. The French horns, like, get that perfect rise. You and, need like, French horns for French kissing, mm, <laughs> yeah. undoubtedly. Which also. Right in front of Obi Wan, I think. I guess I have to not think really. Now they're out there. Not really. Like, it's it's it's. I, when you said that before, I was looking for it, and Obi Wan would have to be pretty perceptive to see that <laughs> from across the arena. I'm that, just that's saying. That's fair. It's got I guess. Foresight. And like they're they're getting out of the little tunnel thing as they're doing it, and they kind of stop. It is a little yeah. conspicuous. I'm. I, I see what you're getting. I get what you're saying. Either way, nitpicking. Fantastic. <laughs> Obi Wan gets his great jab in. Like, yes. Yeah, we're here to rescue. Yeah, great job. <laughs> yeah. Keep it up. My young child, infantile Padawan learner. And now they're all together, which is great. And in, in this scene, you start to see, you know, and Padme is someone who has taken action. You get to see her a little bit in the droid factory, but she is pretty badass She's in this awesome. scene. And I think she gets out of the chains first. Yeah. And what do you think, you know, what do you think the line is, Padme, as being one of the main, the main female character of the prequels? Um, how do you feel they walked line with action, damsel in distress, a little bit of both? How do you th- how do you feel about her characterization? I I liked it. In the movie one, we saw that she was the leader. She was the, you know the queen of Naboo, and she didn't just like hide and let people deal with it. She was willing to grab a blaster and hold Nuke Gunray at gunpoint partway through. She's shooting droids as things are going by. Like, Gunray at gunpoint. Yeah, what's all about? Here, I like Leia better. Yeah, <laughs> I think she is given worse dialogue in these oh, prequel movies 100 so so it just feels like yeah she gets her like badass moments and she gets arguably i would say the worst uh, animal to attack her the nexu the, the nexu. nexu looks awful a demon rat, rat. cat <laughs> a demon chipmunk rat cat tiger yeah exactly um, and she does really well against it but honestly okay 
She gets half of her shirt cut off. That is, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. You see the the next you scratch her back and then her sleeve is gone. (laughs) Anakin was just wearing a crop top for the whole night. I would be here for it. That'd be amazing. Well, episode three, that's sweaty. (laughs) He's got two sweaty dream shirtless nightmare scenes. It's true. One in episode two and one in episode three. You gotta get them in there. They really could have expanded (laughs) it if you think about it. It's pretty, we can see equal representation between the male and female sexualization. I hope we see that. Yeah, Obi-Wan in every single scene. Yeah. Me? I hope we see a sweaty shirtless scene in the new Obi-Wan Kenobi series where it's just Darth Vader <laughs> like totally gray and like like misshapen. Bloody. Yeah, and oh. he's like <laughs> That would be fantastic. So, uh, we haven't talked much about it, but this movie does use a lot of CGI. The mm-hmm. Nexu, the Reek, and the Acklay mm-hmm. look so good still. Yeah, seriously. I, it's definitely. Impressive. I love the sound the Acklay makes, like it's yeah. horrifying. It's yeah. also burned into my memory from the mission and Battlefront, Battlefront Two, two. <laughs> where they were so hard to kill. It's like, should I use a rocket launcher? Didn't do anything. Blasters. You have still to fight work. off like twenty of them. It's ridiculous. Pelusha. It's great. Where's Ayla Sakura when you need Those her? Those are great animals. I love yeah. them. Obi Wan killing the Acklay is so, cool. so fun. His physical acting too, when he initially throws the spear in yes. and then it's it takes like, yes. it and bites it off. Yeah. Like great acting. That it's just a very well done and engaging and gripping scene. Mm-hmm. And everybody, you know, Padme. We mentioned how she, you know, gets out of it first, and she does very well for being not a Jedi. Like she holds her own crazy well. Obi-Wan does well, um, but he's on the run for the most part. And Anakin does very well as well. Of course, they're Jedi, so you would expect that. But they all um, show their resourcefulness and going in different ways, I feel like. Um, You know, Padme's cunning. Obi-Wan is kind of dodging, waiting for his moment. And Anakin is just like, I'm just going to jump on this thing. (laughs) It's kind of telling of each of their characters, (laughs) too. That is pretty fun. (laughs) I didn't think about that. Yeah, that's good. Um, What is uh, Padme eating? Is that like gum? You know, I thought that maybe she had something uh, contained in her mouth that was like a tripwire and a fake tooth or something. I got got no idea. That's pretty cool. I always thought it was just a hairpin. Maybe, yeah. Like a classic, you know. Nice, resourceful. Yeah. Good job, Padme. Um, And then we get pretty much... Uh, Mace Windu romps in with the yeah, Jedi. Yeah, he says this party's over. <laughs> Great line. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't forget Cole's there too. Coleman Trebor. Oh, it's not. It's not just Cole. It's Coleman Trebor is the name, and it's named after. Bro. Yeah, and he is named after actually. I think a child. The grill that was a really big fan. He's named after the Coleman Grill. He's <laughs> not named after the Coleman. He does grill. get smoked. <laughs> <laughs> he does get smoked. <laughs> Um, oh boy! Um, another great sound design element is the cannons that the Geonosians have mm, that shoot the green. Yeah, they're yes. very fun. The Jedi, you know, are in over their head. It's great. You see them in, you know, they're ready for action, but also, you know, they're getting wrecked. Um, we talked about co- uh, lightsaber combat last mm-hmm. um, time, and Form Six is kind of the most loosey goosey. Like uh, I'm just like fueled by the Force. I do lots mm-hmm. of Force moves. It's not about the lightsaber as much. And it's a canon that most there are almost no force or uh, form six users after episode two because they all like died in the arena because Ugh. form six is not good for defending against blasters. No, that's so a fun fact. Is that there. the duelist one? Cool. Right. Two is the duelist one. Yeah, that's what Dooku mm-hmm. does. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. Again, CGI. Episode one, we saw the B one battle droids, which looked pretty good. The droidicas were there as well. Looked decent, but we get to see the B twos. Because, like, you know, Dooku kind of makes a comment and you hear, like, the thunk, thunk, thunk. And then this monster of a droid just, like, rolls out. 
levels his wrist and starts <laughs> blasting. Watch yeah. those wrist rockets. Oh, yeah. yeah. And also, Django has a flamethrower. Very Why cool. Not? Very cool. It is great. I like it. Singes Mace a we little bit. See, we so. see the flamethrower with him in Obi-Wan, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, we yeah. do. Um, it's a pretty good fight. I like it because the... Could be wrong. I, I don't think it does because he uses a rocket launcher. Yeah. But I don't think he uses... Oh. There's maybe, just a lot of explosions yeah, with flames, sure. so maybe my brain is sweet. Web tech blasters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you see the Jedi really dying, mm-hmm. which makes the scene better, more tension. Uh, so you can have the Yoda come in, which is great. Um, and it's it's kind of cool to see Mace say, like, we're not going to give up. Like, we're not going to give ourselves over so we can be slaves or whatever. To hostages said. to be bartered. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's pretty it's like cool. Sam Jackson at his finest, you know? Uh, like, we, oh, we, while limiting his swear words, <laughs> it's, it's yeah. him at his it, finest. It's no hold on to your butts. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, but, yeah, and, and I like this because there's a lot of, like, dust around. And you see that even more right after this when the oh, yeah. war just mm-hmm. starts. And that's pretty amazing to see some of the destruction happen um the vehicles the LATs yeah, coming yeah all in. the design the is flying so, overhead. so cool um ATTEs. i think that you i talked about how the romance doesn't quite sell me from anakin in this movie as much i do think that one point where it's very good is his desperation when padme does fall out of the yes, gunship yes and that is a, a that scene. is an incredible mm-hmm. yes. incredible scene going back and, and it's forth a great with scene Obi-Wan. for obi-wan and exactly, anakin yeah. have that tension mm-hmm. and anakin doesn't just jump out of the plane mm-hmm. he's he's less impulsive and you're mm-hmm. like wow he's actually doing the right thing here even though he's a horrible person <laughs> for <laughs> most of the movie um for justifiable reasons and yeah you get to see them work together but then again when they fight Count Dooku, it's he's impulsive again. <laughs> I'll say uh, one theory about when Padme does fall out of the cruiser is that the clone that falls with her is Captain Rex. Actually, that's pretty is cool. What is what is cool. uh, rumored amongst folks? That's cool. Was Rex on Geonosis? I thought you know. I th- I'm trying to remember. There's some line about it in, in the Clone Wars about it. It might not have been, but anyway, that's what people like to say. Head cannon that yeah. works. Yeah. <laughs> Um, We're already bending the rules enough as it is most of the time we talk. <laughs> and uh, I like the fight between Count Dooku and Obi-Wan and Anakin. I feel like it's, it shows their character. It, it's interesting that Count Dooku doesn't just kill them both. But I know Yoda shows up or whatever. Well, and there you get to see Dooku has always kind of been on the upper foot, um, like just with his presence and like mentally, he's always been like he's at the upper hand. They've been his prisoner. He's kind of getting Obi Wan's head, yeah. and then you see physically in the lightsaber duel, oh, yeah. he is also just Definitely. playing with him. Like yeah, this yeah. guy is powerful, and he is confident, and he's capable. And I think that's really cool to see and them getting their butts handed to him. He also has the coolest lightsaber. Yeah, I was about to mention this. It's Dr. Boomsma's favorite lightsaber. (laughs) It's got the tilted hilt, which apparently pissed off Yoda. Like, there's a whole thing that, like, it threw everyone off because nobody fights with a weird lightsaber. Dooku's like, yeah, why not? This sounds like fun. (laughs) I mean, it would make sense that a lot of the Sith or, like, General Grievous, like, people who work for General General Grievous is not a Sith. I know. Sorry. I said or. (laughs) Okay. They have unconventional fighting styles George Lucas likes to be like the Sith are weird and the Jedi are conventional and like mm-hmm. by the books 
Um, and then there's the most controversial scene in the movie, I'd probably say, besides the I hate scene. <laughs> uh, the ketamine frog scene. <laughs> Lippy Yoda yeah. goes at it. I think it's kind of dumb. Duel the Wizards. Just kidding. I, I can enjoy it on an entertainment level, but then once I go anything deeper than that, I'm like, this is kind of dumb. <laughs> Yoda's duels just don't carry a lot of weight with them, which is just too bad. Like yeah. the it, For the same thing with episode three with Sidious, like... When you just compare them to the fights that just happened, when you have Obi-Wan and Anakin versus Dooku, as opposed to Yoda versus Dooku, and then you have Anakin and Obi-Wan in Episode 3, uh, as opposed to Yoda versus the Emperor, the Yoda duels are just so much I care less about than the other ones, because of the... Just think that you do lose just the CGI. just You lose the gravity of it and the weight of it, I think. And you don't have the emotional connection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just it's a little bit of fan service, like oh, yeah. we finally get to see this famous Jedi Master Yoda yeah. like actually fight, which is totally not him in Episode Five when you meet him. Yeah, which was actually what Isaac said when we watched it too, mm-hmm. and I guess the way I've mentally justified it was that I I liked it because it showed. I mean, we see Yoda in you know the swamps of Dagobah and he lifts the X wing, but it's kind of like all right. Luke can eventually do that himself later on, so it doesn't feel as impressive. And this is like you're seeing him like peak peak form, like he is very powerful. He's fighting. In episode three, you know, he kind of just quits. He didn't really lose the fight, but then he just quits. Why I like that is it's kind of like he finally realizes, like, yeah, the Jedi lost. Like mm-hmm. we spent all this time prepping, thinking we were prepared, and we just lost. And then he retreats to Dagobah and is like, Yeah, lightsabers don't really matter that much. We don't need to be doing that. It's like, we need to listen to the Force. Which is why I like seeing the fights, because it kind of shows that even Yoda was, mm. like, influenced by that doctrine, like, the indoctrination that the Jedi had throughout, like, the, the end of the Republic. So with the context of the of the originals, you it helps you appreciate the, the material of yeah. the, the prequels. Which all casual fans will find very approachable. So. <laughs> <laughs> We're all about context. I love, I love it. I do think it's kind of funny when you hear Yoda go, like, yeah. Oh, it's so <laughs> terrible. I want to. Is there a shooting stars edit of him? I know there's a shooting stars edit of Palpatine oh, at times. So oh, what is? Beep 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 beep. <laughs> yeah. So I just don't like it at the end. Well, I don't like a lot about it, but I don't. I do like it when he absorbs the Force lightning. Very that, cool. That's pretty. Very awesome. cool. I don't like it that Count Dooku can escape because a pillar is gonna fall <laughs> on two of the guys. Shows the weakness of the Jedi. They're too afraid about helping instead of finishing the job. Casualties uh, are justified. Hashtag Grey Jedi lifestyle. Sure. <laughs> um, I think at the end of the movie, there are some more of those little things where it, it's or it's just even tying in in fun ways to the originals. So yeah. you know, oh, you know, Anakin is, has to be losing limbs at some point <laughs> yeah. because you know Darth Vader <laughs> did. So you see him lose an arm, you're like, yes, uh-huh. yes, there it is. You see the Death Star plans yeah. on Geonosis, mm-hmm. and that is super cool to tie in because it's like, okay, so the Separatists are the bad guys, but the Republic is going to maybe turn to the Empire. It looks like, and the Stormtroopers are with the Republic. Where's the combination of how the Death Star and the Stormtroopers line up? Where is this yeah. going to flip? Mm-hmm. Totally. And it's kind of an anticlimactic ending, but you do see the grandiose scale of how many clones there are and how many ships there are, and it sets it up really well for Revenge of the Sith. And you do get to see a lot of those awesome scenes where it's just clones, and this is before the Count Dooku fight, Mm -hmm. but like the clones and droids, I almost said robots, (laughs) shouldn't do that. 
Um, just like our shouldn't do that. It's twenty twenty two. Just shooting into like the sand, the dust, yeah. the dust. Like you, you can't see anything. It's just blue and red, and that's awesome. I like mm. that a lot. They do such a good job of again. Why I like the the prequels is they show this massive conflict, whereas like the rebels are small and tiny, and they can only do small attacks. But it just looks so good watching like the what is it the SPGATs like blasting into the the core ships mm-hmm. and then yeah. they come crashing down those blue lasers yeah yeah you see the ATTEs getting dropped off and oh. like they're starting to walk but Hellfire tanks are firing rockets so and good. blow it's, them up it's and so fun it, oh it's interesting well because and I was just saying how the CGI loses a bit of weight for me in the lightsaber duels but that is all CGI yeah. and that feels really yes. good you yes. feel each impact like you mentioned the hellfire droids mm-hmm. uh and like those purple missiles are like you the way it trails them and then it just mm-hmm. sinks into those walkers it is fantastic oh. yeah so i mean i think some of the best star wars action is coming out of the arena that that those battle scenes definitely i think uh there's a ton of like if people just say as an argument like these movies are sterile and they don't have a lot of weight behind them it, it's such a mixed bag. There's mm. like some of the best and some of the worst. And so you just got to like focus on the best. Yeah. And then you end with Anakin and Wedding. Anime. anime. Across the stars. Anime is their couple name. Yeah. <laughs> Not Panikin. <laughs> no, I'm Panikin about anime. Anakin, stop a Panikin. <laughs> uh, yeah, and they get married and he's got a dumb hand. It is looking super dumb. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like the gold. Skinny. Hey. Well, I like the gold. It's just skinny and weird. Yeah. As opposed to episode three, it looks a lot better. Oh, yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, I'm sure he got it fitted on pretty quickly so yeah. he could rush to the wedding. Yeah. Which he's in great shape, all things considered. Yeah. So. yeah. It's cool that C-3PO and R2-D2 can keep a secret. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's really it's well, surprising that... C-3PO gets mine wiped. But it's surprising <laughs> that he is able to Seriously. keep that secret for as long as he does before he gets his mind wiped. Honestly, very impressive. Yeah. What about yeah. the minister, you know? Yeah, the minister... They swore him to secrecy or something? Well, it's not like Obi-Wan Killed doesn't afterwards. somehow know that he's been thirsting for her all the yeah. time. Like well, that's, a, that's a deleted scene in episode three is him actually saying to Padme, like... I know, mm-hmm. and like I have not acted on, or I like haven't called it quits for you because I love Anakin. And they reference it in the Clone Wars series mm-hmm. with the last mm-hmm. season, which was great. Yeah. Everyone should watch it, even even that one arc. But <laughs> everything is great. Yeah, they, that's a great season, mm-hmm. uh, especially those last four episodes. Mm-hmm. The Mandal, the Siege of Mandalore arc. Yes. So please. out of ten, I need to know. Oh, tough. What would did, you we give rate, this movie? did we rate what, Phantom what, out of ten? No. What would we rate Phantom out of ten? Going back to Phantom, oh, this is so hard. It's so hard for me to be objective about Star Wars. Six out of ten. I give up. First episode one. Okay. Just right now, today. Just say today. Six point. No, I'll try not to do too many decimals. Six point five out of ten for Phantom. Okay. And I give honestly, just as a movie, even though I like it less than Phantom, Attack of the Clones, I would give it a seven out of ten. Nice. Yeah, as a Star Wars fan, I'd give Phantom Menace a 4.5 or 5. <laughs> and then Attack of the Clones, I'd give, like, as a Star Wars fan, like, 7. It's like, <laughs> nice. it's, like a, it's like an 8 in my book, just because I love the aspects of it. Again, because I, I view it as a piece in a puzzle, not a singular yeah. product. Yeah, yeah. It's great. I love it. It just sets up for so many fun things, so many fun <laughs> video games, so many fun TV shows. Episode 3... <laughs> Which will be coming soon. <laughs> yes, yes. 
I think as a kid, I, you know, I always, I would finish it. I'm like, damn, I love Attack of the Clones. That's so fun. And then you watch it again, you're like, are you kidding me? I have to sit through like two hours to just <laughs> yes, get to the arena scene. Yes, yes. <laughs> I do think that for me as a kid, it was a huge part of it because the ending was so awesome. The ending awesome. is so grandiose. Yeah. And then everything before that, you're like, oh, okay, okay. okay. The pacing needed work. That's, yeah. That's to be, to be true. It's not very wizard, you know. Not the way wizard. that Obi-Wan finished off that green creature was amazing. Acklay. Mm-hmm. Okay, the Acklay. The hair. The, the hair, hair flip. Yeah. Oh, oh, so Very good. good. Um... I don't know. I thought I had one more thing to say. Oh, goodness. We didn't talk. So I made Isaac, when Django Fett gets murked by Mace Windu, I was like, oh, I'm pretty yeah. sure. I never bothered to check as a kid. They show a shadow mm-hmm. of his head getting cut off, and you can watch the head fly out of the helmet. And I was like, wow. <laughs> this is a kid's movie, everybody. <laughs> yep. Very subtle, to be said. Oh, you know, yeah. you don't actually, because you don't see the head. You, but it's a nice, a nice attention to detail. Yep. Um, yeah. Because yeah. then <laughs> it helps when Boba picks up the helmet, and you don't see a head plop out. Like, Who do we know? We oh know somebody gosh. that was convinced that the head falls out of the helmet, and you know. see it. I forget somebody. who it is, but I just had this conversation with someone. I thought it did, and there's someone does a parody of it. Maybe it's like Family Guy or Robot <laughs> Chicken does it, where like... Boba's kneeling and touching the head, and then it just falls. And there's, I think, in in the new edits, it's CGI'd in because originally, or it was CGI'd out that Mace Windu in like the script originally like dices up Django oh, pretty yeah. good, not just yeah. his head. Uh-huh. And there's some like with a re-release they like re-edited that in, so he does like chop off his hand. I don't or think something it's first. in the re-release, but it is somebody no. does the green screen. His more. hand does get cut off because mm-hmm. I noticed that when I made you rewatch it, so I could see the head fly. I was like, wow, no, he does. He like he cuts off his blaster hand, but mm-hmm. it's not. It's not like a dramatic cleaving yeah. in yeah. the same mm-hmm. way that Anakin gets later. Mm-hmm. But like, no, I think you're right. Huh. Well, we could go on for hours. Sure could. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, give us a five-star review if you could, if you will, on the app that you're listening. And then listen to Across the Stars from the Sound Wars. Exactly. Star Wars soundtrack. Sound Wars. The Sound Wars Star, Star Trek. Trek. <laughs> yes. Uh, so thank you for listening. Lumsma, thanks for being back with us. Yes. Thanks always, for it's me. always great to have you, Doctor. Yes. We'll oh. see you next time. <laughs> Eyes peeled for the, the Revenge of the Sith. Bye.